0: Are you ready to rewind? (laughs) Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 13 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we are diving into the mud of Woodstock 94. I am Joe Marana, and joining me, of course, is Michael Quinn. How are you doing there, Michael? Hiya. Uh, Mr. Hi. Muddy over here. M- very Muddy, Michael yeah, Quinn, I should mention Muddy here. Michael
0: Quinn. But That's they- <laughs> my nickname. <laughs> yeah,
1: muddy That's what they called Quinn. me at Woodstock. No, they, they definitely called you that there yeah. when you were eight. Yeah. And uh, folks, thank you guys so much for getting into the dirt with us here as we are going to get into to the muddy waters of Woodstock 94 in just a short short. We want to thank you for joining us here. If this happens to be the first episode of Acid Wash Memories that you are listening to, well, I have good news for you. There are a dozen other ones in our archives. The Daily Dozen. The Daily Dozen, if you will. This would make it a baker's dozen this time. Right? Oh, I see. Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. The extra bagel or donut or <laughs> yeah, whatever. All kinds of puns going yeah. on in this show. And if you're still listening after this first minute, we really do appreciate that. Mm. Hope you keep listening here. But check out our archives on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to it if you don't mind and you can get a whole variety of topics. Plethora.
0: And a whole plethora.
1: Not only that, we have have a pledge that next week is always something completely different. So as you go through the archives, you're going to find all sorts of different topics. We hope you stick around. A cornucopia. I would say it's a potpourri. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Great point here. So anyway, as we continue on, I want to remind you guys of Word WordQuest <laughs> yeah, over here. WordQuest 94. Yeah. I want to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter if you have one at AWM Podcast. That'll keep you abreast of our show and there's uh, videos and things that we post there. And you can also, if you have a Facebook and you haven't blocked your family on it yet, and even if you have blocked your family, I guess, you can join our Facebook group mm. because we are a happy family over there. We are family. Yes. I got yeah. all my sisters and me. They're going to be at Woodstock 94 they might be okay uh, and what we want you to do there is talk about old things 80s 90s 70s 20s we don't care really if it's yep. old it's welcome we, we, we always talk about the 20s
0: the roaring it? 20s you know what's weird we do
1: <laughs> yeah we're not really exaggerating <laughs> no. on that one uh, but anyway in all seriousness thank you for being with us here Let's get to it, Quinn. Woodstock 1994 uh, was held in August of 1994. and that, I, that Woodstock 1993 clearly was the, the previous well, year. Yeah, yeah There the, had been 25 other Woodstocks, yeah, you know, and this is the 25th. There, had,
0: there haven't been. That's the joke. Yeah, it's a big joke.
1: Yeah, ha, ha, ha. I would say this about it just right out of the gate before we get into history. Obviously, 1969's Woodstock, the first one, the most famous one. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. literally, it literally figured, broke the ground. <laughs> Woodstock 99 is the most infamous one that's the one they screwed it all up it broke everything yeah it broke Woodstock yeah uh riots and arson and just horrible things Woodstock 94 I feel like is kind of uh the Sam sandwich in between the forgotten like little brother of Woodstock 69 yeah it was at its time successful but it was also looked upon with some contempt in contrast to the hippie spirit if you will of 69. Well, that wasn't going to happen. Well, of course I mean, not. I the world had changed a lot since Woodstock 69. 25 years. You know what's interesting? It has now been a lot longer. This is almost 29 years ago as mm-hmm. a press time. It has now been longer now since 94 than it was from 69 to 94. Oh, I see. Has the world changed more between 69 and 94 or 94 now or about it's the same? Probably we just don't
0: perceive
1: it because we're living it. Right, okay. But,
0: you know, it's probably, it changed just as much
1: as the people from 69 seeing 94. That's probably a good point. That's probably all it is. And folks, let us know that on Facebook or uh, on Twitter at AWM Podcast. And also, hey, we have people of all different ages here. So if you happen to be an attendee Of Woodstock 94 By all means We want to hear your stories I would love to hear your stories About attending Woodstock 94 Hell If you attended Woodstock 69 Give us a shout They didn't even call it 69 It was Woodstock It was just regular There was no What what do you mean year We're not (laughs) doing this again (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing this shit again And if you were at 99 Let us know Let us know all of your stories About any Woodstock You've attended And you can do that On our Facebook group Or on Twitter But 94 I feel like I don't want to call it The forgotten one Because people remember at yeah. 94. But it's just, it doesn't have the notoriety in a negative way that 99 does for all the wrong reasons. It's weird to think that the one that
0: doesn't have the negative one is the one that people just don't even remember. You have the best one ever
1: and you have the worst <laughs> right. one ever and... The other one is just like, who gives a shit? Right. It's weird. And it was only five years later that they did 99. Yeah. It wasn't 25. Mm -hmm. So with all that said, we're going to remember, we're going to talk about Woodstock 94, and we want your stories. But before we get to any of that, we have to- What is Woodstock? Well, Quinn, what is a concert? A concert. It's a a place where um,
0: people go to listen to music performed live by musicians. Sometimes you can have just one musician. Maybe you're just going to like, just to see one. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe even like, in, in a little bar. That's I guess that's technically a concert, sure. right? Sure,
1: like Derek Trucks or somebody. Right. My name's Derek Trucks, guitar
0: player. Or you can go to an arena, or in Woodstock's case, you can go to a big fucking farm, <laughs> farm. That, that they rented from Max Yeager or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's correct.
1: Yeah. Uh, so a concert. Is where, as Quinn so eloquently summed up, is where people play music on a stage usually and people listen to it. That's fine. But what about a festival, right? Well, festivals, which Woodstock is one, those have been around. Did you know this? Festivals have been around forever. Forever. Since the Pythian Games. Yes, yeah. the Pythian Games. Now, what are those? Well, those are, of course, uh, part of those Greek games, such as the Panhellenic Games, uh, the Olympics, the Neoman Games, and the Isthmian Games.
0: But see, did I. Did you don't, know this?
1: Yeah, I, I know what they are. But <laughs> I, I, I
0: don't. I never got the concept of Woodstock being a festival. Yes, there's vendors, it, oh, but they're festival. selling fucking Pepsi. Like, like. <laughs> Like, it's not like I'm going to go find some wrestling figures or some, like, might. like, it's like a flea market some or some guy's trunk or yeah. something.
1: I'm sure there were flea markets set up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> selling Pepsi. Wouldn't it be nice if your youth was as easy to hold on to as an ice cold Pepsi? You
0: think like, I'll go skinny dipping again?
1: At these festivals, they had singing contests in, in Greek times, you know, that they yeah. would sing to their gods and Apollo and things like that. Very interesting festival. Very similar to Woodstock. Yeah. Richie Havens, maybe. I mean, yes. <laughs> but anyway, if we fast forward to the 20th century, we'll keep the history brief here. Okay. In the 20th century, in the US and the UK in particular, there were some festivals that kind of got the ball rolling on... Maybe if these hadn't happened, maybe a Woodstock wouldn't have happened. Okay, there was the National Jazz Festival in England in August of 1961 in Richmond, London. That festival turn- for jazz, jazz, eh? yeah, yeah, that became the Jazz and Blues Festival only three years later by 64. Then by 1966, rock and roll got involved, which seems late for a, fest- like for a festival. Like rock and roll was kind of going in the mid 50s. Well, right? yeah, With little, Elvis and shit, Little Richard, and yeah. all those guys, Chuck Berry. Your cousin, Marvin Barry? And then, in 1971, it became known as the Reading Rock Festival, what is still known as the Reading Festival to this day. Still, Mm, yeah. Wow. The invasion of Reading starts this week. They're coming from far and wide. Nothing you can do to stop it. And there's nowhere left to hide. Now, the United States of America, where we happen to live, there was another jazz festival known as the Newport Jazz Festival out of Newport, Rhode Island. I actually happen to have a 1981 Newport Jazz poster. That one's definitely still going on, right? That one is still going on, yeah. as far as I know, yeah. But two big ones in the Summer of Love, 1967, mm-hmm. <sighs> into the height of the Hate ashbury times, you know, San Francisco. Let, and- me, let me guess. The Monterey Pop Festival. You got it. That is that, one of that's them. That's the one they always like, that's oh, the that, this is the one. This is why they did Woodstock or June whatever, 67, right? Michael. You're right on when the nose. Like, I don't know. They look like they're in like a college courtyard <laughs> like, or something. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like they're going to be selling textbooks afterwards. Yeah. There was also the Fantasy Fair and Magic Mountain Music Festival the week before. Not as talked about. Nobody, nobody no. talked about that. But Monterey Pop, I'm sure you music heads. And by the way, we're keeping this broad from a... Uh, from getting deep into the weeds or the mud, mm-hmm. so to speak, when it comes to each individual band that we'll discuss, we're trying to keep this broad. Very broad. You guys that know music, you, the names we say will ring a bell to you. But for those that don't know, we're trying to keep it in general terms so everyone can understand. Uh, so, Monterey Pop, though, it was a very, very cool festival. Mm-hmm. A lot of bands out there in uh, California, Monterey, in California. My favorite performance from that, just for the record, is Otis Redding just. Killed it at Monterey Park. I think I've heard that before, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you have. Some of the people there, uh, like... Lou Rawls, who was a big name. Mm -hmm. Simon and Garfunkel. Right. Canned Heat, who was a popular 60s band. Big Brother in the Holding Company with their lead singer. You might have heard of her. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. There she is. Country Joe and the Fish. More on him later. Uh Don't worry about country Joe if you don't Steve know. Steve Miller is. Band, I see there. Steve Miller Band in their formative days. Yep. yep. Uh, Moby Grape, who actually was a name in the sixties. The, the Birds, a pretty big showed name. Showed up. Yep. Jefferson Airplane, that's a big one. Booker T and the MGS, mm-hmm. and then Otis, of course. Uh, Ravi Shankar, who was he, the Raga music, a big name. This the is, name It's
0: not my jam, but it, apparently it's like a big deal that he was there, right? It, it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Buffalo Springfield, and most famously, uh, the Who. That seems like big for what this is. Like well, you know what I'm saying. Like the who, the, the wasn't who are, was big though in '67? They were that, getting. That was, there. I thought
0: that was kind of their heyday.
1: No, no, their heyday was like early '70s. Like who's next in '71? Like well, we're talking. That's big, big. But they, you know, when they were becoming popular
0: this was about then, right? my
1: generation had happened already. Yeah, that's what I mean. They'd broken through. But also the dead were there, the Grateful Dead. Jimi Hendrix experience another big one. Yes.
0: (laughs) Most definitely. Speaking of big
1: ones, the mamas and the papas. Oh yeah,
0: Mama Cass. Don't bring it up. Uh, (laughs) And And now what's this closing situation? We got Scott McKenzie and then the mamas and the papas and Scott McKenzie kind of do
1: do, like team up at the end? They do dancing in the street to close it out. So Monterey Pop was a success; it is fondly remembered. Some people say, and I'm sure this argument could be had anywhere, that it's better than Woodstock '69. Perhaps it might be. It might be. It depends on what you like. I mean, the one thing about Woodstock '69, once we get into it, though, is
0: like it's a vibe more than like a concert. By the end of it, yeah. like it's like it's, it's a vibe, a, bro. Yeah, I don't mean that. Like no, I'm making a, a joke. I'm just saying it's like it's a you just see it on film and you see how it was and you're like dirty, this is something that is very unique because of like yeah. the weather and like how the bigness and, True. you know, everything going on. It's that's a, a, even the times too. It really we're post 68 then, which 68, that's the like real revolution. Yeah. Crazy year of the sixties.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. terms of social things and yeah, yeah a lot of stuff. You like, like our detailed commentary, social things, and a lot of stuff. That's hard-hitting analysis you find here on Asa Watch well, Memories.
0: I mean, we could go into... You can do
1: an entire podcast on 1968 alone. Let's it's add, like insane. Let's add that to the list. Yeah. Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. Anyway, the point being, Woodstock 69 was not the first rock music festival in the United States or anywhere else. Right. That's why we set that groundwork. But Woodstock 69 attained a very, very uh, iconic status, but... There were other festivals that came after Woodstock. Some are still going to this day. I want to run them down for all you festival heads out there. And again, if you've been to any of these, let us know. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the punk ska community, there was the Warp Tour, started in 95. I know about that. The Vans Warped Tour. I've been to a couple of those. There was Lollapalooza, kind of rock, alternative rock. That started in 91. What about OzFest? I know that was... Ozzy Osbourne started OzFest. Ozzy
0: Osbourne started his own thing, and that thing's still... From my understanding, it's still going, I think it still
1: goes, or it did until recently. Coachella, which is relatively new. It was 99 and then again 2001 until now. There's also the Glastonbury Festival in England. The first one was in 1970, and it became annual in the 80s. You might have heard of Pink Pop out of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. A lot of people play these. Uh, Summer Sonic out of Japan in, in the year 2000, that one started. And obviously all these like one-off shows like Live Aid and and Farm Aid. Right. But there seems to be a theme with a lot of these festivals and what to me that distinguishes Woodstock
0: from them. They seem to be centered around a scene, you know, a a type of music of some kind. That's a good point, Quinn. You think of Ozfest. That's like a um, hard rock. It's like metal, metal, yeah, yeah, Yeah. like right. And like Warped Tour was punk and ska. And Monterey Pop seems to be more just that hippy dippy. Like it
1: was sixties music.
0: Yeah, it's it's closer to what Woodstock is, but. The concept of Woodstock is what if we put everything fucking like that's yeah. popular in like one thing? Exactly. Right.
1: One hundred percent. What if we capture just the feeling that's in the air and this put it into a farm? This is what is
0: 1969. Exactly. Right?
1: So the reason, again, we're pointing out all these festivals and all this background is just to to make it known that Woodstock was not the first and it certainly wasn't the last of its kind. Right. But there were things, like Quinn just pointed out, that kind of captured the zeitgeist of the time. So Woodstock here, right? So 69. 69. Nice. Why does it matter to people?
0: Why is there a Woodstock 94 and why right. is there waiting and people wanting another
1: Woodstock so fucking bad? What is it about this show? I think it's... There's a couple of things here. It is the, the communal feeling... Mm-hmm. that I think that it facilitated. And what we mean by that is, I, I want to be clear, this was promoted, this wasn't some organic thing. This There's is a- like radio commercials people recording yes. about this shit. The Woodstock Music and Art Fair, the three-day Aquarian Exposition, will be held at White Lake in the town of Bethel, Sullivan County, New York. There were but- a group of promoters, uh, Michael Lang, Artie Kornfeld, Joel Roseman, and John P. Roberts, and the latter two were entrepreneurs out of New York City. Yeah. They were trying to make a profit here. This right. is this is a concert. They're mm-hmm. trying to promote to make money. Let's be clear about the well, intention. It started that. It started that. Started that way. Way. It started, it that, started way. that way. There's like
0: what's so interesting about Woodstock to me is the story behind Woodstock. Yes. There's a great movie I want making Woodstock. Taking Woodstock. It's it's a dramatization. It's like I know the I'm sure mean. pieces of it are fiction. I think it's called Making Woodstock. Taking Woodstock. But the point of it is is yeah, these guys, like, they got in touch with this guy with a farm, and they and they did this- Max Yasker, yes. Max Jasker, and they put all this together, and the thing kind of snowballed out of control in a kind of a good way. It kind of showed the- In a weird way, it showed the best of humanity. In a way. Because what happened was, is like, basically, it was like, man, we first of all, they didn't expect that many people to
1: show up, right? Well, that's a great point. So, they sold 186,000 tickets, which is still huge, Right. Right but they expected to sell like 50,000. Right. <laughs> and much more than 186,000 showed up.
0: Right. So there's a couple of factors here, right? They jammed the highway, the oh, New York God, State yeah. freeway on the way like on the it, way to people New York. just sort of like parking on the highway and just like so. walking to the concert. <laughs> yeah. Like like what? Cars are being abandoned on highways leading to the resort area. Festival producers have called for all vehicles heading to that festival to turn back home. They definitely exceeded the occupancy of this very, you know, it was a big farm, but they, <laughs> they, there was, it was like bigger than any town up there. There was more people than the towns had. Oh, hell yeah. Like all combined. Like it was insane, right? Yes. So then all of a sudden you have to figure out the logistics of how do all these people go to the bathroom? How do they clean themselves? How do like, they, how eat? they eat? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like all this bullshit, right? Absolutely. And What's fascinating about it is everyone fucking figured it out, right? How do you keep security? Obviously the police can't like no. you know the police in in Woodstock, there ain't enough of them to police right. this place. Yep. Let's hire the Hell's Angels. Let's let them do it. Right. Like you know, like and it, and it was relatively like peaceful too, because the Hell's Angels are not like good. You know, you don't mess with them. You don't mess with them, right? You it, don't look at them. It'd funny. be like it'd be like if they did it in New York City and they hired the mob to like it'd be <laughs> the security,
1: right? Never heard of the mob. What's the yeah. mafia?
0: My point is, it's like the same huh. like weird yes. like situation.
1: It right? is, Quinn. <laughs> right? You're, You're right.
0: <laughs> and everything just kind of worked,
1: right? And, and with that said, profit out the window. So yeah, so
0: here's the here's the other factor is like you might be wondering. It was like, wow, I mean, I guess they were just selling tickets at the gate, right?
1: Like, <laughs> yep.
0: No, oh yeah. No. At a certain point there were so many fucking people. It wasn't there was like no fences or anything, right? They didn't even think to do that on the they first one. They did not.
1: No, I'll I'll tell you why. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was they originally wanted to do this in Woodstock, New York, proper, mm-hmm. the, the town of Woodstock, which Bob Dylan had been associated with and some other people, upstate New York. We call it upstate here in Jersey. Those of you in New York might disagree. It's fine. Send it to Quinn on Twitter. Why it, me? Oh, Why not? It wound up being held in a town called Bethel new york right which bethel. is like adjacent
0: right it is, it is it's close 70 enough 70
1: miles yeah. away it's close in enough the, in those farmlands that's not it's not that much yeah no it really yeah. it might be the next town over you right, know yeah uh, about. 70- it really is like that up there <laughs> yeah. i've been there it's yeah. like you're just driving
0: in this endless farm that's a town
1: it, it all looks the same yeah uh <laughs> 70 miles from woodstock give or take right bethel new york uh but here's what had happened right because Woodstock rejected the event. They then tried to get Saugerties, New York, right? But then that got screwed down, so they settled on Bethel. So in the midst of all of this, it was getting too close, and they had to finally settle in Bethel, and they didn't have enough time to either build ticket booths and fences or the stage. Right. They had to make (laughs) a fucking decision, essentially. They picked the stage.
0: I mean, maybe they figured... It's still a simpler time. Maybe the people will just nicely <laughs> yeah. follow the rules uh-huh. and... and, and a hippie, peace and love, man. Peace and love, right? It's like, you know, we got to we gotta pay the man to at <laughs> right? least put the <laughs> stage up, right? We got to... If we want to <laughs> have our festival, we got to pay for the axe, right? Bring the man into this one. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but uh, maybe that was their thinking. But there was just too many people, too many people past a certain point... Like I don't even think it was possible to control it anymore. Like you couldn't. It wasn't. Like you know what I mean. Like you couldn't like walk up to everyone and be like, uh, "Let me see your ticket." Can I see please. your stub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like you it just wind just...
1: up seeing something else. If and there, you ask for there's that. a point
0: in the. It, there's a point I know that they get on the stage. Like it's a free concert, man. Like or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like and everyone's like, "Yeah." Like, <laughs> no one cared anymore. Yeah. No, everyone's like, "Let's just do it." Like no,
1: And I bet you the promoters of that realized. I'm sure they wanted the money, but I'm, well, sure, I'm sure they realized. I mean, there's a whole story behind after the fact yep. that, they, you know, a lot of people sued them for not paying uh-huh. them. Because bands did this, you know, because they wanted notoriety or money as yeah, well. I actually think it's rather
0: petty. Personally, just on an aside, I think it was petty to sue them. And I'll, the only reason I tell you why is because it became like a cultural thing. like A that touchstone. It, like it became maybe, almost right. like, really not so much like i get some people you know some people got screwed out of stuff and whatever happened but at the end of the day it was like it was like a force of nature or something just happened it like was there quite. was it's like it's like suing them for a tornado like hitting, <laughs> hitting the fucking place, right? There you go. You like know what that, I mean? Actually. Like it was just, it was just a tsunami of, of human beings. It was a like, phenomenon. Yeah, it just there it was, was,
1: there was nothing they could have done about it. Now I do want to mention that there were a bunch of bands that were invited to this that either declined to perform or couldn't. Uh, the Beatles were invited, obviously, because the promoters
0: were trying to make money, right? And now, from my understanding, that was one of the driving forces behind how all of a sudden just people started just fucking coming. Right. right, was that there was a rumor that either the Beatles or the Stones were going to be there or something, right? Yeah. Well,
1: right? The, the big rumor was that um, the Stones were going to be, I believe, right. in 69. But the Beatles... But I've also heard the, that there was all rumor about the Beatles, There probably too, was. And they hadn't performed in a bit. They hadn't performed. Uh, they were in the midst of recording Abbey Road at the time, and they were also like kind of breaking up in 69, so they were never going to do this. And,
0: I, and I've even heard talk retroactively that, Paul or George or one of them was hearing that this shit was going on and they almost like
1: fucking got a plane and booked it over there. Sounds like it'd be George. Yeah. like he, if, if that was anyone, it sounds like it'd be George. Right.
0: It's like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, why are we like we need to <laughs> this is like the biggest concert in the universe. Right. Like, why are we not there? Right. <laughs>
1: like uh, the birds also weren't there. They chose not to. You know why? Because they didn't think it would be any different than anything else. They'd be doing the mm. birds. Uh, they weren't around much longer. Chicago, who was a burgeoning band at the time. No, uh, the doors and popular band? No. Bob Dylan himself? No.
0: <laughs> so, it's fascinating how many major names weren't there. Right. That's the one thing that gets me always about Woodstock is that there was it seems like a lot of rumor and hearsay contributed to the attendance, right?
1: Right. Zeppelin? No. Right. The Guess Who? No. Jethro Tull? No. Joni Mitchell? No, the Moody Blues. These are all big bands at this time. The Stones as we mentioned, Simon and Garfunkel. You'd think they'd be there, right? Like right. they sound like they be No, they're from they're, New York, right? right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they what, what New- going on
0: here. So who was there? So what? And yeah, it, it this is this is the the always the baffling part about the original one to me. It's like I look at the lineup and I'm like, eh.
1: there's they, some they, good they, stuff.
0: No, not that it's bad. It's just that it's like if you're just a, a casual a casual music
1: person, you're like,
0: oh well, the Beatles must right. have been there, right? And or, the Stones. What? What did fucking Elvis show <laughs> right. up? Like, what happened here?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, right. good point, though, right? Yeah. So here's who was who was there. If you've ever seen the video, the actual film of the the show, Richie Havens opened because people were what, running what late. A f-
0: what a fascinating. You, I, you don't I, like it? I hate it. Like I remember, I, it's like the most boring part of the thing. Singing freedom, freedom,
1: freedom, freedom. Like, he plays his ass off he love. does he does he good so but i just good.
0: i'm just like you just don't like it. i'm just like there's like 200,000 people here what are we doing <laughs> richie havens is just
1: going going to
0: town right <laughs> he,
1: he did uh joan bias who was very popular at the time country joe mcdonald's uh, of course of country joe and the fish uh more on them later Santana, who had a bi- that was a big one for them. So That's the one that kind of woke everyone that up. That was a that, good one. When you, if you watch it, everyone's like, fuck yes. Santana's <laughs> yeah, good there. Yeah. yeah, they're very good there. You got to change your evil ways, baby. I stop you, you got
0: to change...
1: John Sebastian, I wanted to bring him up because you might know him as the guy who later in the 70s had the song Welcome Back, which was used as the theme song for Welcome Back, Connor. Oh, that song. So tip of the cap to yeah, John Sebastian should have just played that
0: <laughs> yeah, only that and yeah, left something I'm working on here <laughs> <You> can, can, <laughs> can the TV stations pick up this song here?
1: <laughs> your kids are gonna love it yeah. uh, the Grateful Dead which makes sense of course they would do this what yeah. the fuck do they care I mean they weren't the Monterey Pop <laughs> Yeah, they don't
0: too, care like
1: <laughs> they don't give a fuck Probably we're doing security too <laughs> Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, one of my favorite '60s bands. They hated their set. I think they, I think they were one of the bands that did not want their shit released, but they played. Janis Joplin, not with Big Brother anymore at this point, but uh-huh. Janis Joplin's yep. there.
0: That's another notable Very notable,
1: yep. Sly and the Family Stone, also very notable. That one was good. Yeah, I like the, that the one at was stuck. good there. Yeah. The Who. This is, sounds like a lot of just Monterey Pop 2 over here. Oh, you mean like
0: Jefferson Airplane yeah. again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they're not Starship by this point. The 60s are almost over. <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're, this, thinking, they're thinking about boarding the they're Starship. They're thinking about just upgrading from the airplane to the Starship. It's like, put the airplane in the, garage, in the shop. In we the need hangar.
0: to work on it.
1: <laughs> uh, this is a notable one for me personally. Joe Cocker and the Grease Band. And the reason why is because Joe Cocker sings his ass off all the time. He also decides to make the Wonder Years theme yes. in this in this episode of Woodstock. <laughs> That's my favorite performance possibly from 69. Yeah. From it's a really good performance. Excellent. What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Uh, the band without Bob Dylan, you know yeah. Bob Bob Dylan. The band. Go you ahead. know what's interesting about that performance?
0: It, it, again, it, it feels like a weird stand-in for the for the Beatles not being there because
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah right, just doing a Beatles song. <laughs> yeah, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sometimes Young. Uh, yeah. they're all. Did four. Young show up yeah. for this? Sometimes why is there? Yeah, and they're great there too. Maybe they not, are very good. That might be my favorite. Oh, actually, never mind. Jimi Hendrix closed out Woodstock. 69. So the Jimi
0: Hendrix thing. That shit is fucking amazing. Yes. And the best part is like the sun is coming up or something. Yeah. Like they did it like it's like four a.m. It's or so. Crack of Dawn, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he does like the national anthem like on his on guitar. On guitar? And it's insane. <laughs> It it, is awesome. It's one of those, like, the 60s, man. Yeah, Like, you're just like, fuck yes. like (laughs) Right. right? Peace and love, bro. This Um, guy's on acid, and he's just doing the fucking (laughs) national anthem, man. And half the crowd's on acid or weed or all of it. I don't even know how they're still alive, because three days. So now, the other one aspect we didn't mention is the weather.
1: The weather was not good. Right. Now, neither Quinn nor I are geologists, but from what I understand, if you are in a big field of dirt...
0: Usually a farm where, you know, they plow it and, you know, (laughs) it's it's not really made for
1: people to be standing on. No, good point. And if it rains... Then that dirt usually turns to mud, right? Is that correct? Because people are stomping all over right. and it, Mushing it around. It, yeah. very, it got very mushy at sixty nine. Mm-hmm. That was the first muddy Woodstock. Yeah, there was another muddy one, right? Which we will obviously talk about. It wasn't good though. The, no. the weather, it wasn't great. Didn't, but it, no it one added cared. to the <laughs> yeah.
0: People were on so much drugs and enjoying so much music. <laughs> and they sex. And sex. Children were, you know, conceived, conceived, and they just didn't give a shit. No one cared. And I think that that again that movie about making Woodstock or whatever yeah. that whatever is it called that I, wanna I don't know. know Quinn. whatever <laughs> yeah, people know what I'm talking about I know what you're talking but about but there's like there's like a, there's, like a um, there's a scene in it that betrays like what, the kid that's like helping run it or whatever right and the whole time he's been so busy doing everything somebody says to him it's like you need to go like experience this like take off. Take off. You've yeah. been trying to control this and blah 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 all that these last two days. So they they have him go on like one of the middle nights or whatever it is, and he goes and they the the way they film it and portray it gives you this like it's like almost foggy and euphoric. I think what they're trying to do in that movie is give what some of the concert goers were saying what was so special about it was there was like a euphoria, right? Just a feeling. Yeah, just great music. Drugs. Great drugs. Great drugs. Great sex. <laughs> everyone. Like, the other thing that they portrayed that, that I think they were trying to capture in that is, like, everyone's nice.
1: Like, and well, it was yeah. weird. It like, it's spooky. I'm sure there were pockets of whatever, but, I mean, overall the, the gestalt of the of the everyone event Everyone seems to say about it,
0: everyone said it, like, everyone's helping each other. Like, yeah. everyone's nice. Like,
1: right. Well, I mean, th- that was the tagline, you know, yeah. three days of peace and music. Right. This is what it was called. But they delivered
0: on it, which is fascinating and it's, it's weird. an achievement it's an achievement because of the conditions seriously like that nobody freaked the fuck out and like went nuts I'm sure some people did. I mean there but was there were some bad trips I heard but I mean the whole like that there wasn't like a riot or anything insane
1: nothing nothing like 99 right let's put it that way and as we said you know this event Woodstock this is a brief summation of it um, this achieved I'd say an iconic status you know to right. this day and like because of a combination of all this stuff we just listed the right? music the environment the the period
0: of time it became, the drugs it became legend like I remember yeah. my parents talking about like that mine the, too like it, it is the concert
1: yeah right like yeah. It's, it's the one it was the one yeah uh, and that is why Woodstock 94 the 25th anniversary was such a big deal now Max Jasker, by the way he said no. To a 1970 version. He's like, don't mess my farm up anymore. So I mean, he, he was still recovering. Yeah, that was bad.
0: I mean, it's, it's I've, I've heard at the time he was just cool with it. But like... At the time. After it was over, he had to deal with some shit because yeah. they like fucked up his farm. Yeah. So obviously he's like, please don't come Never back. Never do this again Yeah, I'm here. not doing
1: this here. <laughs> he passed away, unfortunately, in 1973. Uh, now, I want to talk about how um, there were two forgotten Woodstocks in between 69 and 94 and there's a reason they're forgotten and and I explain what these are you will realize why in 1979 yes I've heard of this The Woodstock 79 this is real August 24th and 25th this took place not uh, at a farm but at the Felt Forum uh, which is the theater adjacent to Madison Square Garden what a great idea (laughs) we went from this peaceful outdoorsy
0: beautiful idyllic euphoric to the Felt Forum Times Square in the 70s good one yeah you know yeah, hideous in the 70s.
1: Ed Koch's
0: knee It's almost like dealing with the consequences of, like, because <laughs> yeah. like, the 70s is just, it's such a weird decade when I when I look, when I think of it as a time period, you know, yeah, as yeah. a studier of history. It, well, it, you are. it It is
1: very fucking weird. It is very weird. The way they promoted this, though, they did not put the words Woodstock in any of the advertising. Because oh, j- it's in the felt forum. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close to Woodstock. <laughs> you might know the felt form. Might as well just, just done it in fucking
0: Cap Center,
1: <laughs> Landover, Maryland. Yeah, you might know uh, the felt form also was a the Paramount Theater. It was also known as that in the nineties. But anyway, uh, the, the Woodstock did not appear in the title. It was known as Celebration ten years later. So here are the names, the the most notable names I could uh, scrounge up here that performed at this concert at the felt forum by the way not to be a downer here but sadly a lot of the people that were well,
0: had passed away
1: janice in particular and jimmy Jimi hendrix and yeah jimmy, and which were
0: like two of the most notable performances of the, of the whole thing
1: and i think jefferson airplane was on that starship by 79 oh, point. Yeah. Uh, they might have been building the city on rock and roll by that point oh, yeah. i'm not sure the i can bands remember. were different things by <laughs> yeah. this point
0: the who, we're getting ready for the
1: 80s here yeah, baby moon keith moon had passed away by yeah. then as well the mm-hmm. who was together but it wasn't the same anyway you want to know who was there? Richie Havens, <laughs> of course. Yes, what did he open? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and of course, Country Joe and the Fish. <laughs> Got to have them. Yeah. Oh, there's music. I'm I'm going, man. And uh, Stephen Stills from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. They had. You did, know.
0: Was there any like
1: no. newer artists? No. Like it was just it was just whoever's left. No one notable. <laughs> this sounds horrible. Well, that's why no one talks about it. <laughs> but did you know there is another Phantom Woodstock? Woodstock. 89.
0: Now, I've heard of this one too. Now, is this the one where they wanted to, they did it at some like, they, they were like building some center for memorial area well, kind for of. this shit? Kind of. Like, that's like, this was where Woodstock was. Yes. Like, yeah, you kind of And it was right. some kind of like outdoor, like Greek style, <laughs> like fucking <laughs> the amphitheater. Theater? Yeah,
1: kind of, yes. They came back to Max Yazger's farm where 20 years ago today, a little history and a lot of legend were created here in this pasture in Bethel, New York. Today, the now-famous hillside is dotted with tents. This 20th Woodstock reunion was not formally organized by anyone, but hundreds of people just want to be here. August 12th to the 14th, 1989, there was a folk guitarist by the name of Rich Pell, and he organized this. uh, This meaning he basically wanted people to show up and have this very loose, free-form, almost jam session style, like a very communal feeling. Uh, Wavy Gravy was there. I don't know if you've ever heard of Wavy Gravy, and if not, I understand. But you know who else was there? Madonna. No. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it was like 89. Paula Abdul. So, yeah.
1: Prince. No. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix's dad, Al Hendrix, was there, and he played. What? Yes. How old was he? I don't know, but he, he was there. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's dad, not, his, not like some
0: phantom son no. or something.
1: Dad. Dad. Al but, Hendrix. Like, you can call me Al. This was word of mouth only. And there was no stage originally, but as these crowds kept increasing, showing up to the now a bunch of no-name people. Did they even li- know what the attendance ended up being, or was it just like they weren't even counting? Like it people is, just showed up. It is estimated that throughout the course of the three days, over one hundred fifty thousand. That's people, crazy, really. Yeah, passed in, passed you know, passed by
0: something. So I'm in. guessing a lot of what this thing did, even though it was kind of just a whatever. Do you think that this was a gauge for a demand? Yes. for like a truly organized.
1: New Woodstock? I think uh, 79 probably definitely was. I think if nothing else though, both 79 and 89 showed that Woodstock 69 was remembered by people. It had some kind of marketing power. Yeah, marketing power definitely. But in terms of the consumer end of things, you know, it had a sentimentality factor. Yeah. Something where you could say, I was there or I remember that or I wish I was there. I just find
0: it interesting that merely five years before they had tried something like this, but didn't really push it and just... To not at s- all. It still attracted like over 100,000 people. Right. Like, you because, know what I'm saying? Because like, of where it was. Right. It's almost like logical that they would wait on a not- so 25-year anniversary. They, whatever yeah. the closest you know notable
1: anniversary yeah. was, it's like, we're going to jump on this shit, right? And that they did for Woodstock 94. But right now, we're going to jump out of here for a second. When we come back, we will get into the mud with you guys, as I promise to stop making that pun. On Woodstock 94, we're going to talk about some of the people that performed, how it all came together, what happened there, and what happened afterwards. All that and more when more Acid Wash Memories returns, right after this. Watch MTV's Woodstock Weekend.
0: On-site coverage of Woodstock 94. Music by
1: Aerosmith, Peter Gabriel, Metallica, Nine Inch Nails, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Salt and Pepper, and more. Plus, special Woodstock editions of Headbangers Ball, Top 20 Countdown, and Alternative Nations. MTV's Woodstock Weekend starts Friday on MTV. Sorry, I didn't know you were in there. That's okay. Woodstock 94, sponsored by Pepsi. (laughs) how it was 25 years ago, half a million strong, all slogging through three days of peace, music, drugs, and mud. Promoters took a bath, but everybody had a good time. Woodstock
0: in 1969 was a testament to the free-spirited nature of the counterculture. In
1: 1994, things looked to
0: be a little different.
1: While some of the same symbols still apply, the thousands who show up better be strapped with lots of cash. Officially sanctioned Woodstock merchandise is everywhere.
0: It is annoying that it's like so commercialized. I mean, this is like this says those like 35 bucks or whatever. I mean, you want to stay still, and stay 69? No, I want to move forward. This is what concerts are today. They're business. It's great.
1: While tickets for 1969's festival cost $24 for those who paid, this time out they run $135. A three day pass to the beer tent is said to cost $250. The people who scratched together $135 just to get in here and then they're wanting beer and they've got to watch everybody who's got the $250 to shuck it out go drink it. I don't think that's right. And now we return to more acid washed memories. And welcome back to Ask a Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. This is episode 13, where we're talking about Woodstock 94. And my name is Joe Morata, joined, of course, by Country Mike and the Fish. That's me. That's, that's I'm the Fish. You are the Fish.
0: I'm, I'm the and the Fish. I'm yeah. not
1: Country Mike. You're not Country Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you guys. Wherever you are, whether you're on our side of the pond or elsewhere, we really do appreciate you being with us here as we celebrate Woodstock 94. Remember to follow us on Twitter, at AWM Podcast, and join our Facebook group. So, Quinn, when we left off... We had talked about what led up and what made kind of possible Woodstock 69. Mm-hmm. We talked about the two kind of under the radar Woodstock 79 and right. 89. We talked about Woodstock. We too. talked I about mean, Woodstock. The big one. In general. The big boy. The big boy. And at the outset of the show, we talked about how 94 doesn't have. The remembrance of 69 or the notoriety, the infamy of 99.
0: Right. So let's talk about it. It's weird in between.
1: It's the weird 25th anniversary. 25th
0: anniversary.
1: What could go wrong? Well, it's 1994, right? And if you guys know anything about the music culture and pop culture in general in 94, I think it's safe to say by then, the 80s are over. Right. Pop culture zeitgeist, Hair metal right? and... That's phased out. And, and new wave. Neon. all that shit's over. We're in the
0: grunge. We, we, we went to the grunge. But, a little. But see... That's See, even phasing out. Okay, so that and that's and to me, that's what's so fascinating about this show. Right, is we are coming to kind of a weird end of rock and roll as we know
1: it. Right, we're you getting know, an alternative you know, with is starting with
0: guitars to and drums and you know stuff like
1: that. Right, in, in the forefront, yeah. I mean, alternative was really starting to rise in '94. We're also moving into hip hop. Is hip hop and gangster
0: rap is '94's jam like that is? Oh yeah, that is like th- the where hip hop
1: is after as far as hip
0: hop's after
1: concerned. it's like '80s formative years, you yeah. know, with NWA and Public. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, uh, the mid the mid '90s, especially with Biggie and that kind of stuff. Biggie and Tupac, Tupac, notably. Yeah. It's an interesting period of time in music. It's an interesting period of time in pop culture because a lot of the 80s trends have ended. Trends across the board, not just music, but overall. You know? And
0: even the early 90s music is fading away. We're, we're transitioning right. there too because things were moving rapidly
1: right. with music in the 90s. Right, like MC Hammer, not a thing, really. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Not a thing anymore. Guns and Roses are gone. Guns and Roses, like, yeah, like, shit the bed for all the 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? We went to go
0: make the the Chinese whatever that democracy, was. Democracy. Democracy, yeah. fucked
1: up for 15 years. They, they, were, they were
0: still working on it. it they they
1: were! <laughs> That's the thing is, they <laughs> were, though. Yeah. Uh, so what you had was kind of the underbelly, and I'm using that term facetiously, but the underbelly of rock music in the alternative and industrial scene and some metal and stuff like that. But you also had, what you're going to find here, is some legacy acts from the 60s getting maybe their... Their second act, they're just desserts, if you will, here at or, Woodstock '94. Or 94. final bow, or final bow, is another yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. So it's an interesting period of time. Uh, 1994, I, I remember the year very clearly. Quinn and I were both—if you're new here—were too young to have gone to right. Woodstock '94. However, but it was
0: it was it was a known thing. I, I remember was, it being
1: hyped. Yes, I was acutely
0: aware of it. I, I knew like MTV was going to be covering it, yep. and it was this whole thing. And I remember my dad making a big deal about it, and. I don't know if I understood enough to pay attention to it being on the air, but I feel like maybe my father had it on in the background or or, or something because yeah. he was he was interested to see how it would go. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Obviously, retrospectively, uh, as a young adult and an adult now, I've looked at, into it a lot. I've watched a lot of footage of it, so I have an understanding of it. Is this considered like the first
0: true like? this is the Woodstock successor. It's not like nobody's thinking of any of that 79, 89 crap. No one counts that. It's just like, this is it. Like people are like, this is going to be a big deal because they're really doing
1: it. This right? is a true sequel to Woodstock. Right. And it's the same promoters, same right. company. So it's got the legacy, yeah. that stuff, too. Yep. One thing that is different is this is not in the same site. This is not at Max Yasker's Farm. This is actually at one of the places uh, that they had wanted to go to for 69, the Winston Farm, which is just outside Saugerties, New York. Socrates yeah. Yep. This is about 70 miles from Bethel, New York, where the original was. Now, what's interesting about this one, Woodstock 69 was 3 days. This one was only booked originally for Saturday, August 13th and Sunday, August 14th. What happened was the first 12 hours that tickets were available, they sold out. Wow. So they added Friday. So there's like yeah, there's too much demand. <laughs> too much demand. Not only that, they had two stages for this one. Yeah. You know, Woodstock 69 had one stage. They Which had, is something like Coachella and those
0: would do later oh, on. Yeah. The concept of oh. multi-stages, and you, if you like this, you can go hear that, or yep. if you like, you know, we, we got some for everyone, right? Yes,
1: and they have them far enough apart that there's not really bleed. Right, yeah. There's too yeah. many people for it to bleed. Yeah. I think in this case, of Woodstock 94, they were like a third of a mile apart.
0: Now, was that like an innovation of Woodstock 94? Mm. Is that
1: like one of the first to do that? Because I know
0: that that's like, that's how they do it now at these festivals. Well, they like, do, yeah. Right?
1: I don't want to say that they were the first to do it. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, when I went to Warped in Asbury Park, you know, a couple of times, they had probably 10 stages throughout the whole area. I even, uh,
0: like, I know this from seeing the Woodstock 99 document. Later on, they would have, like, they'd have a rave tent. And they had, like, so it was like every kind of electronic and, you know, whatever you wanted to hear, right? all that stuff.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, so tickets, tickets, they sold 164,000 tickets and the price, $135. Oh, that's not bad, not actually. Bad. No, not bad. But think about it,
0: 1994. Could you, could you buy a day, just
1: one day? I think you had to buy all of it as far as I know. I still, even for 94, I think that's a good deal for three days of music. I'm not saying it's a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, now, in case you're wondering what that would be worth now, that's about 275 bucks now. I guess you could say that's a pretty good deal. Three
0: I, days and you I, get to I, hear all those bands? It sounds like you'd usually have to pay, you know, 50 to 100 bucks to go to one of those concerts, that's right? That's a good point. You yeah. know I mean? Like, that's actually a
1: deal. <laughs> no, I found this very interesting. A three-day pass to the beer tent, which I'm assuming, right, is you just have your pass and it's like unlimited. like Unlimited your beer. 250 bucks for the for three days. That ain't I mean, a bad gig, though, Again, man.
0: Con- again <laughs> considering how much beer you were probably consuming at this place, <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely more than $250 worth of beer.
1: Right, and think about how much money they're able to get. If they're if 160, it, f- fuck it, if half of the amount of people that went, if 80,000 people bought the beer pass, think about how much friggin' money they're making in the revenue versus the cost of the kegs.
0: Yeah. They're probably rolling in they it. They probably did bullshit like they charge you way more for beer individually to try to encourage yeah. you to buy the beer tent for the rest of the weekend. I'm sure the beer tent was
1: on fucking sale all weekend. It probably was, Yeah, and they probably watered it down. Yeah. Make the keg last a little longer, but yep. anyway. Uh so there were 164 164,000 tickets sold. The estimate on how many people actually attended are between 350 to half a million people. Whoa, that's yeah. crazy. Even more maybe than the first Woodstock. Half a million people. Possibly. Yeah, they estimate. One of the rules, of course, now they did have fences this year. Chain-link fences. Good, which they should have had the first time. They, <laughs> but they had to build that stage, Quinn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the rules, though, of course, is you can't bring drugs in. Build as drug-free, Woodstock 94 wasn't. Yeah, sure, I'm sure that that worked out what, right. What, what are they, crazy? Oh yeah, sure, I'm just gonna go here, just bring my oatmeal in <laughs> what do they think? Like is I know happen? we
0: were pushing drug free America and shit, but I mean like
1: <laughs> how yeah, dare this, they, this, so to speak. This is
0: called Woodstock. Like, are you insane? <laughs> like, like, why not just be ambiguous? Like just like don't do it. What please. do you mean you like, can't be ambiguous with policy? I just mean to say is like uh, don't I, do it, please, drug uh, emoji. It's almost like a joke to say no drugs allowed, wink
1: you know what I mean? Like look at this. Like, no, look, I, look look what this is. I know. Like, you know what it, I mean? Like, it, it is a joke, man. Yeah. Now, obviously, they sell 160 thousand tickets. At least more than double that show up. Can you take a guess? Do you think they were able to control people entering at this point? No. With chain link fences as their maximum security? Well, I wish I didn't waste 140 bucks on a ticket because I just walked in for, and nobody looked at my ticket. Nobody looked at a lot of things. Do you think people brought drugs and their own food and their own this and that in? Yes. And you know what? It turned out
0: okay. Here's the thing is they pre-sold a lot of those tickets, right? I mean, it wasn't like people were buying them at the gate. No. There was no ushers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure people
0: sneaked in,
1: but I mean. Uh, About 200,000 at least, Quinn, snuck in. Yes. uh, What was the... the gate as far as sales are concerned was a gate i don't have a figure but if you 160 something by 135 i mean here's the thing this is where they were smart this time around
0: yes because of the concessions Mm -hmm. it almost didn't matter that they didn't sell the tickets because they probably made more off the fucking beer tent and all the fucking water and all all the water all
1: that bullshit if they really did sell 160,000 tickets at 135 bucks. I mean, you're talking about 22 million bucks. Right. But this is a massive gate, gate. 22 million bucks might seem a lot on paper,
0: but this is a massive paying that every the single axe, band, every single band, the stage, the, the construction of the stage, security, all of the people that worked Correct. to get like lighting. That, I don't know how much you're, you're you're getting out of that at the end. Like, don't, you know, what, you might be getting maybe a million. Like,
1: maybe. Yeah. If you're even in the black, you yeah. might be in the red on this yeah. with all the people sneaking in. Right. But don't forget the beer tent. Maybe they made some money there. Right. Anyway, this was broadcast in the United States on pay per view via MTV. It was unique. You know, MTV kind of handled this pay per view. And event. I'm sure
0: that was a, a revenue stream for the concert too. Exactly. Right. Because if all else fails, we'll get the big money from MTV. Right. I mean, like they're yes. they're a network that has a lot of money. They, <laughs> they are you a know network what I mean? with a lot of money. Quinn. You know.
1: And when they are able to charge forty nine ninety five for the event. Right. That's a pretty nice pop there that you're getting so for you anyone. So you pay-per-view on top of it. You're getting pay-per-view. Uh, in the UK, it was broadcast on BBC One on I the radio. I think Joe, you know, you're
0: listing all these things. I think they did okay. Oh, that's what I think, I'm saying. I, I, think, think, they, I think they were in the black. I don't think the gate really probably paid for it as much as the, nice gate. <laughs> the pay-per-view and all that other horse shit.
1: The only way you can see what goes down when that rain starts to pour on Winston Farm 94 is to call the number on your screen right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. Get your head examined if you haven't called by now. They also had some sponsors, haagen do you ever hear of them? Yeah. Apple, you ever hear of them? Apple computers, yes. yes. You ever hear of Pepsi? Oh, yeah, them. That was an official sponsor of What's I said, 94. I said Pepsi. You did in yeah. the very beginning. So you couldn't get Coke there, eh? Good thing you didn't go, Quing. Yeah, that w-
0: would have b- been a fucking
1: nightmare. Drinking uh, Pepsi all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this was also shot, you've probably seen the footage, some of it anyway, uh, using an early form of HD, the high vision system, s- system, which is in 16 by 9 So that's the, um, I know what that is, too. That's I know the, you do.
0: That's that weird fucking format they can somehow put HD on on vhs and shit yes. like and and like it works on a crt
1: is that like, the one from a 93 with that yeah that i think test that, that high vision York. shit
0: yeah. yeah i'm almost positive that's what it's called yep and that's great as far as archival purposes because that translates really well now i think it's only like the highest it went was like 720p or something yeah it wasn't like we have now it yeah. wasn't like we have now but it, you know 720p for something filmed all that time ago that's really good. Really good. That's really, 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 really to so capture 1994 and 720p is like stellar. Absolutely. Like that's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. One hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Uh, so why don't we get into some of the music that was performed at Woodstock? Because after all, besides the Haagen and the Pepsi and the drugs and the sex, it is about the music here. It is a concert. It is right? a concert. Again, not an exhaustive list of all the bands that played because we got multi stages now, and not a lot of detail on each or performer we're just giving you an overview mm-hmm. okay Blues Traveler was one of the bands on day one interesting Blues Traveler you might know from either Hook Roseanne, Roseanne. Or, or Roseanne or <laughs> Runaround yeah that's probably their most famous song they were they're not a heavy metal band yeah. Although he uses a metal harmonica. But in
0: nineteen ninety four
1: they mm. were a known commodity. They were. Like, they yep. they had crossed over from like the jam band scene into yeah. more of like a pop rock. They were mainstream. They were in a 94. name I knew. In ninety four yeah. they were. One of the old eighties, uh, nineties bands named Jackal, who's kind of like a southern metal band. I don't even know who the fuck that is. That's fine. Yeah. Uh Delamitri, who had a big hit here in the US with Roll to Me. That's a one hit wonder. Yeah, right I there. believe so in yeah. the US at least anyway. Just like- but just like a man, he's true to me. You ever hear of Live, they were there. They had a lot of songs. I don't know if the, I don't know how to perceive like how other people perceive the band live. I don't think they're famous. I've heard live. Oh god, I don't know who these people are. Hey yeah, you do. What what is their what's their big song? You want to hear their big song? Play it, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. This okay, one, this right? feels like 1994. Exactly. Holy so, shit. Okay, so, yeah. live was pretty popular. Here's a, a gal you might have heard of, and I actually think she was very talented. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. I mean, she was huge. Big deal. Because I Her, her album had just come out the year before, her breakthrough album in 93.
0: All, all you heard on the fucking radio was Sheryl Crow she had in 1994. She yeah. some good songs,
1: Some oh, good songs. Lord, 1994 was like the year of Sheryl Crow. It was. Uh, do you know Collective Soul, Michael Quinn? They were kind of like an alternative rock band. If you don't, I will play you they some. They sound
0: familiar. This is going- I'm so bad at remembering band I names. I always have been.
1: Yes, I know this, yeah.
0: again. This, this is the radio in 1994. You know what's funny? A lot of this stuff on this 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 list yes. is probably stuff you're gonna say these band names, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then you're like, you play that song, and I'm like,
1: oh them. Like, well, you know, know what? what? I think we might have found a hook for the episode yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. Quinn. uh Candlebox, another like alternative-ish rock band. I'm not too familiar with Candlebox. I've heard of them. We'll take a listen. I, I'm just DJing at this point, okay. Quinn. Please. <laughs> trying to think if i it know it sounds this like one.
0: 1994 but i don't know it <laughs> and again folks we, so this is you know what's interesting about a lot of this music there's kind of box with far behind 1994 that good mid 90s like 94 95 it music, has a sound it has a yeah it, it has a total like distinct
1: it's always like that like all of it some of that is post grunge yeah um, now I, again, want to reiterate, folks, that if you are more familiar than we uh, with any of these bands, please feel free. We're not professing to be experts on every band whose name we drop here. We're just trying to give you guys an overview, right, Quinn? That's all we're trying to do here. I mean,
0: like, all these bands back then, I hate to admit it, I have a hard time remembering, like I was saying before, band names, right? Yes. But you ever see Full House and, like, Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets? Of course, Quinn. I love that as a joke. In general, because the bands of that time to me have awful fucking names <laughs> that make you not remember who the hell they are. Okay. But the songs are like they're like grafted onto your brain because well, yeah. they are on the
1: radio so much. Of course, right? yes. There's tons of songs who so I don't know the band until I look it up, you know. Right, yeah. The violent femmes were another one on day one. Now you probably know them from Blister in the Sun. Yes. When I'm Joe Cocker, who was an alumni mm-hmm. from Woodstock 69. Uh, now, Joe Cocker f- famously gave a uh, an interview on MTV after. where He's like, they were they were mushing. Is it called mushing? They were <laughs> mushing during my set. And they're like, do you mean moshing? Yeah, mushing, moshing. <laughs> Old man. Um, mushing? Yeah, moshing, right. Moshing, yes. I'm sorry. Because like most of my gigs, I've never seen him do that before close up. So like my fatherly nature was coming out, and I, I was just scared of him getting hurt. Do you think it's cool, though, that there was like, Teenagers and twenty somethings moshing in the mud for Joe fucking Cocker. I like that. Yes. I think that's and it's, awesome. But you know what's funny is what? I hate
0: to say it. In nineteen ninety-four, the Wonder Years was very relevant and it, people knew who the fuck
1: he was because of
0: that. It show. had just
1: ended a year prior. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And
0: everyone that show was really popular. Yes, it was. So like Joe Cocker, they're like, Oh, we know him. We- like he, he's yeah. he's that kid that sings the song before Kevin's on. You
1: know? And the arnolds yes he yeah. sings this song before kevin is on you're right yeah. uh blind melon who quinn do you know who they are do i have to play something hit it all right blind melon again they were kind of like a neo i don't know about neo they were like a psychedelic rock band kind of but is this like trying to tap into the hippie shit yeah but they were like a cool cross between like hippie shit and like alternative they were really good no rain is their biggest song you know it Oh, I know this song. Yeah, of course I know this song. Great song. This is their
0: most famous one. I feel like everyone's gonna make fun of me after this episode because it's like I'm just so fucking bad with this specific... It's it's the association of... Band name, song name, and how it sounds. Because in my brain, it's just how it sounds. I know. Does I that understand. make sense? Yeah.
1: And you know me. I've always been that way. But I mean, you know, you didn't say you were an expert. Yeah. So what is there to make fun of? It's not like you're pretending that you I are know, something this, that you this are is not. The music episode. And this is also the internet. Yeah. No, this is the Woodstock episode, yeah. not the music episode. Right, Quinn. right. Okay, uh, Cypress Hill, you know them, right? You know yeah. them, Insane in the Membrane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cranberries, you know them. I know them. Yes, good band, by the way. Yes, Zombie and all that. Uh, zombie. <laughs> zombie, zombie, zombie. <laughs> With That's their doll and, and their ha and their ha. Sorry. Okay. The band. Again, Bob Dylan, but not with Bob Dylan. Primus. (laughs) Jerry was a race car driver.
0: (laughs) I know that only because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Jerry was a race car driver. (laughs) Troll's a goddamn fast. Never did win the checkered flags, but never did
1: from his last. Primus is great. Primus is a. To me, they almost defy description. They're like... They're they're very weird. Quirky metal. They're very 90s. Very 90s, but Les Claypool, the bassist and lead singer... Jaren was a race car driver. Jaren was a race (laughs) car driver. Uh, But Les Claypool, the bassist and lead singer, he is uh, one of the great, Regarded as one of the greatest rock basses of all time. Interesting. And to me, I feel like... I'm not a Primus fan, so to speak, but I feel like they're one of those entities where there's people that, like yo, I fucking love Primus. You Don't think you dare say a bad like word. They're like early
0: internet where was like the Primus internet forum and people like, yes. yo, I have the first print CD. Yes. Um, if was a race
1: car driver. <laughs> like rec.music.primus or yeah, something, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Fucking seriously, I'm that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, but here's one for you. Salt and Pepper. Oh, wow. Salt and Pepper made it. Now, fucking Woodstock, man. That's yeah. awesome. A good man to keep bitter to the break of the- Good man knows how to make a girl sweat a good man'll keep it wet so we give stuff that never forget. Come on What a man which they did with En vogue that had come out already and mm-hmm. obviously push it had came out in the 80s but salt and Pepper was very relevant in the mid 90s absolutely still. and very good by the way. Yeah. I've seen their I saw their Woodstock stuff. The Rollins band that's Henry Rollins you wouldn't know them Quinn. it's okay. Henry Rollins had been the singer for a uh, black flag which was a seminal mm. like hardcore band prior i know black flag yeah and then he did the rollins band which is more alternative e but anyway he was That's there his hot daddy in the monkey puppets exactly uh, michael yeah. uh melissa etheridge who yes. i'm sure you know another staple Big that name. would head into the 2000s as A- well absolutely crosby stills and nash no young young decided to bail out on this Neil one Neil young said fuck this shit man i'm doing my own thing
0: in the meantime, you are bound too far come on it's woodstock man just come like
1: you they were a mess though crosby stills nash I, like it i understand
0: always. that but i mean for <laughs> fucking old time's sakes man i mean he like,
1: wasn't the first one with
0: them, yeah you know it's um, like why can't we just like only at woodstock we're we're always right. together, only woodstock yeah, yeah. fuck you guys I'll it's f- the one exception other- i hate all of you but i will come here for this <laughs>
1: That's what Crosby, Stills, and Nash themselves did. Yeah. Like, they didn't fucking get along. What is it? I,
0: you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young, and whatever, you can, I feel like you can add different names on to, whatever the fuck, right? To me, it's, like, one of the weirdest bands ever, because it's, like, this sometimes collaboration thing. Like, and fucking it's fucking like,
1: talented people, yeah, too. Yeah, three,
0: four very fucking and talented and Young, people, yeah. and they're just, of like, course. Eh, you know, maybe, sometimes, like...
1: Well, ego, drugs, wanting a different career, all, all sorts of things, you know what I mean?
0: It's, it's four solo acts. It is. Like, essentially. It is. No, it is. You're right about it's that. Just,
1: it's just strange. That it made their names elsewhere prior to CSNY, yeah. also. Yeah. Um, Nine Inch Nails. That's a big one. That's a big one. Now, Nine Inch Nails... They had been around since the 80s. Yes, they have. And they mid, mid to late, right? Yeah, like yeah, m- yeah maybe like 86, 87. Mm-hmm. I don't remember offhand. Trent Reznor is the Nine Inch Nails, and then he has a band when he plays on the road. But he is Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor of um Doom of fame. Doom fame. Yeah, yes. there you go. <laughs> Seriously, Nine Inch Nails was a um a formative industrial rock band, mm-hmm. which was not a popular genre in the mainstream in 1994. But I feel like he along with Marilyn Manson, really brought it to the forefront. They carved out a little niche for themselves they in the did. 90s. That crossed over someone, which... That went mainstream. It did. And, you know, the beautiful people, Marilyn Manson, and the nine-inch nails. They used had their nine-inch nails to carve it out. They did. They just pounded that shit out a with a nine-inch chisel, chisel yeah. maybe. Uh, and what <laughs> was that? The, that's their nails. Uh, but they I'll tell you what they did carve out. The largest crowd density for any band i have heard this before that
0: this is like a notable performance because is that just timing it's like right in the smack dab center of day two it's like the equator of the show (laughs) like you know
1: you know that that's a fair theory you know everyone's arrived and no one has left yet maybe Mm -hmm. that type of thing but also i think that they had a very strong cult following kind of like and i think that they just had a lot of diehard fans there to see them and, is and this was it. like
0: kind of a weird coming out party. It if was, I mean. was yeah. yeah.
1: And Trent Reznor hated the way they played that day, but it was so iconic that covered in mud, which we'll get more on the mud later, but covered in mud and just looking like shit. You can't can have my face. You can't have my face. No one had sounded like this at to this point at Woodstock 94. You know what I think is funny about... Um, bands and
0: moments and performances is it's not necessarily the best sounding performance ever that right. is the one everyone remembers it's the, it's the moment the feeling it's it's what was happening right and the that, circumstances and, and they are in possibly the best situation a band could possibly be in like the biggest crowd of the decade right in the center of it you know if they sucked here right if they like really sucked mm-hmm then they would be a laughing stock because the most people would see them suck.
1: You know that, what I mean? That, that is that's actually very, very fair. Right. Another band who was very established by this point mm-hmm. I don't I guess were had they been pop yeah they had Metallica? been popular. Yeah. Metallica. Yeah. yeah. They had had the Black album already by this point. They hadn't had Load, which Load came out in '96. This kind of took them to like the alternative rock. But they had had the Black album. They had had Injustice for All and mm-hmm. Master of Puppets yes. uh, in the '80s. So but I, guess, I don't like Metallica only because they're the end of Napster. Well, of course, F Lars them. Ulrich. Yep. Fuck no. F
0: that band. Like
1: <laughs> they did well. Metallica did well at this. show. this is one they could still play live, especially right. Lars. But even. Metallica, a one of the big four of the thrash metal genre, right? Mm-hmm. Even they seem tame in comparison to Nine Inch Nails. Say, so Metallica, yeah, Metallica almost seems like Corporate metal, you know what I mean. At this point, like, maybe compared maybe to nine not inch. yet in '94. Okay. I, I
0: wouldn't put them that far. I I'm mean, just saying in it's, the it's shadow not until of they nine become, inch, it's not until they become enemies of fucking everyone because uh, of Napster. of <laughs> uh, music fans worldwide. I, it's it's fast. That that that's like a story in itself about how like oh, it'll be what a hard it'll be like what a fucking like dumb hill to die on when like literally well, I mean, all your no, I get it's money, Quinn. I get it. Like I. As, but as far as like a, from a PR perspective to be the band that's attached well, yeah. to that like PR, people will hate you we, like, like we still do now the entire world love that fucking program
1: do you like, like La- do you like Lars Ulrich no why because of Napster see you're right yeah. <laughs> see he just proved your own point yeah exactly A piece of shit <laughs> greedy asshole and Cl- he can't even drum that well no. anymore uh, to close out day number 2 Playing from 3, 4 a.m. around that time. It seems late for these old-timers here. The, these, these people, before we give them away, they were at, a couple of them were at the first Woodstock <laughs> as attendees. Yeah. You know, young. But they're still like an active fucking band here. They were pretty big
0: still. Uh, yeah. We're talking about Aerosmith. Yeah. A classic. Mr. Aerosmith with his yes. friends. Um, Stephen Aerosmith. Stephen Aerosmith himself. And little Joey Aerosmith. Came out of his cocoon or whatever that like, keeps him alive. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. what's going on with him? Let's call him my name, but gotta be clear. But I can't tell you, honey, where I'll be next year. Oh, many down your path.
1: Obviously, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, and friends. Uh, they Is had, that guy, like, cryogenically frozen after the performances so I, they can just keep extending it? I don't know if it's cryo. It might be plastic. Yeah. I'm not sure, Quinn. Um, but Steven Tyler of Aerosmith and whatever his face looked like, uh, I'm not, I don't remember, at 94. but It
0: was still at, at least in human form. It I was guess.
1: still pretty human. Yeah. He didn't look at the scarecrow I mean, he yet. always didn't look human, but it's he looks fair.
0: closer to human closer in, to in the humanity. mid-90s. Okay, I'll give yeah. you that.
1: They had been popular uh, very much so in the 70s. Right. And then again in the eighties, and guess what? Then again in the nineties. Now they had. Now that movie hadn't come out yet. Armageddon. No, get
0: <laughs> I don't want to close my <laughs> eyes. They haven't done
1: that yet. <laughs> I don't
0: want to fall <laughs> oh asleep. God. That mu- that that song? While, they're, while they're on the
1: meteor or whatever? Rogers. Sorry, yeah. uh Sorry. Yes, from Bruce Willis, all <laughs> that. But, you know, they had done a bunch of stuff. Dream On was their big hit from the 70s, and they had gone all the way up through the 80s, into the 90s. Obviously, Walk This Way, uh their version, and then their version with Run DMC was a revival I, for them. In my head,
0: Aerosmith is the fly on the wall of music history. Like they're just in everything. They're, like they're just that. they're just never gone. But they're they're right. You know what I mean? They're they, and they're weirdly like to me. Tell me if this is true to you or not. Okay. They're big, but they're not too big. And I don't know how to fucking like quantify that. Yeah. They're never the biggest band around, but they're
1: there. But they're way up there. They're, usually, they're
0: up there. They're like. Upper mid-tier. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well,
1: just when you think they faded, they come out with, you know, Janie's got a gun in 89. And it's exactly. like number four. And they seem
0: relevant. <laughs> right. Right? And that's what I just always thought was fascinating about Aerosmith. It's just
1: the fly on the wall of the music industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Crazy had come out. That was their most recent song. It was yeah, a single. Which was a great
0: song. Yep. And, his, and his daughter's in the music video Live, when, yes. when
1: with the Clueless Girl. Which one? Alicia Silverstone? Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're skipping school. Remember? I don't remember the video. No. Stop. You, don't have, you don't have to sing it, though. Credit. Okay. Day three. <laughs> please stop. Day three. <laughs> guess who uh, Guess who played on day three? It wouldn't be Woodstock without Country Joe. Of course. Again. Didn't
0: the fish show up okay. this
1: time? They're there later, I think, <laughs> yes.
0: Hooray, up she rises. Hooray, up she rises. Hooray, up she rises. the mall.
1: The Allman Brothers band, who, again, you might have, would have thought would have been around in, in Woodstock yeah. 69, but uh, Allman this Brothers. Is, I guess they're making up for yeah. not getting to be there. <laughs> Born a ramblin', man. Yeah. Uh, Traffic, another band from the 60s, 70s. Here's one that had faded, but were still, had been very popular in the early 90s, the Spin Doctors. Yeah. There they are. They had Two Princes and mm-hmm. uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Those are yeah. the two Little big songs. Some-
0: Little Miss, Miss Can't Be Wrong. And Two Princes. no 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 Visit, 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 visit
1: no, 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 no. Ain't Guess who came back? John Sebastian! Welcome He's, back! Welcome back, Sebastian. I love it! Santana returned as now well. that's a
0: good return. That's a goodie. Now, Santana... They stayed popular. But, see, here's the thing. Is Santana didn't have that crossover song or whatever that fucking thing was in, like, 1999 or whenever. They didn't... That wasn't <laughs> there yet. The, the one with the guy with the bad hair... That could be anyone. Which the guy w- with the with the hair that's like, his bangs are horrible. That could still be a lot of people. And they did that song. You're so smooth. You're so smooth? You're as wide as the ocean, big as the moon. I'm just making up those words.
1: Rob Thomas? Yeah. Is that who you mean? Yeah, that
0: fucking horrible hair.
1: <laughs> it's bad. Is this the song you mean? Yeah, yeah. This was their biggest song, yeah. But this was like in ni- like late 90s. This was... Yeah, when was the song? I, it's like 99 I or
0: something. I'm not even kidding. You were right. It was 1999, yeah. Quinn. Because I remember the whole big story behind Smooth is that it's like, wow, Santana's back. Like, what the fuck? I'm just like, Santana looks cool with his puffy hair and hat on. And just like yeah, he it's, looks it's like nice. he's from the 70s it's or very something. Great. Very great. And, then, and then you got this guy that's like, what? The very fuck. 90s. Yeah, very 90s looking man. The Neville Brothers
1: at Woodstock,
0: my friend. <laughs>
1: we're going to say... Why are they... Why? Well, I don't know, because Aaron Neville they, wanted you, to be there. They're usually
0: at WCW, not here.
1: This <laughs> seems a little too big for them. They were good, though. I saw yeah. some of their stuff. They're actually pretty good.
0: Because this world stop turning, I know. you if you go baby
1: dog Bob Dylan, the man himself, he arrived on so the scene. So he finally made it, he even though he's like, I'm not did. going to real Woodstock, yeah. I'll be at this <laughs> other one. Exactly. Bust me somewhere out
0: of here, kind of joke it's in a thing There's too much confusion, I ain't getting no a relief
1: Peter Gabriel. That's kind of a weird one, A name eh? from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, from Genesis. Genesis, and that is his very popular solo career, you know?
0: Sledgehammer.
1: <sighs> yeah. Did he do anything notable in the 90s yet by this point? That's not the biggest he felt Peter felt like Gabriel he was fan. Sting in the 90s, that yeah. he was just like that
0: kind of music. And as we talked that, about that, in the CD episode, you do like, like what that. A, what a great musician. He's banging on Dish pans or something. It's, like, all garbage. <laughs> like you're Ames like, or whatever. Well, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, it's that crap. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. Yeah. Wait, you know what? I'm well, experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> like, like well, What are do you <laughs> doing? This is crap. Well, People only care because you were in Genesis. Like, let's be real here. Hey, he had... He Other had, than Sledgehammer. And Salisbury Hill. Come on. Okay, that's and fine. And in your eyes. In your eyes. Okay, okay I'll, anything, t- I'll take it back. But. but you're right. I don't know what he did in the 90s, so you no, know what we're going to do? Nobody did...
0: He didn't do anything in the 90s. You know
1: what we're going to do? What did he do? Look at his
0: 1994 secret world live. What is that? This is 92,
1: us. What is this? It's seven minutes.
0: Seven minutes? We're not sitting here through this. Get out of here. Is the song going to start?
1: Yeah, this sounds... Oh, let's use... (laughs) (laughs) Bagpipes. You're not far off from uh, what you were making fun of. It's this shit.
0: This is the kind of crap. Now I see the blood of Eden, which I've never heard in my life, or maybe I have. It has like nine million listens. What the fuck is that? Seems to be the most popular thing on here. You kidding? You know why this has nine million listens? Because this is the point where everyone turns the album off. like everyone like dings it and then they shut the thing off plus Blood of Eden is a great name for a song great name yeah (laughs) bear with us folks (laughs) is this really happening right now is this this what he did at Woodstock it's six and a (laughs) half minutes by the way I just want to note that
1: alright let's skip It It is like Sting.
0: It's just Sting. It's 90s Sting. It's the same shit. Okay, (laughs)
1: Okay. can we just try one more? Can we do Kiss That Frog? Sure, because the name's funny. All right, better. Yeah, but it's more experimental. It's got a beat. Stuff. When do do they start? Uh,
0: (laughs) What is this? Go Smooth Moods or whatever that's... (laughs) What is that? What is that? Smooth mood. Uh, no, mood, moods. Real moods. Like your best it's that fucking, Oof. that compilation album from the 90s.
1: I can't remember the name, but I know what you mean, though. Experience pure moods. The perfect soundtrack for your way of life. So, uh, notably on Green. So now that we got rid of him, who's next? <laughs> notably on day three. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the south stage, the less important one. Yeah. Uh, was a band who had released their Dookie uh, mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, 94, February 1st. a golden 1st. CD, no less. Yes, February uh, uh, 1st, 94, uh, uh, the, with the Ernie word on the back. For,
0: a word for poop yes. on a golden CD. Love
1: it. We're talking about Green Day. Uh, mm-hmm. Green Day, that was their third album. Happened to be one of my favorite bands. I know it's a lot the about album that, them, like, but I made them. Them.
0: I knew who they were before this for Woodstock?
1: Yeah. Because, because of a, Longview and Basket Case, yeah, I think, those right? songs,
0: Yeah, those songs, my friend had the CD and we used to stick it in his gigantic CD fucking player. CD I player, hope. yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying Good. like that, you know those kind that like, it's like it's got the deck, cassette oh, deck. Know. and The equalizer. I had, I had um, one. Lights flashing and all this horse shit. Sirens. Two cassette things. <laughs> yeah, like It's two. like it's this whole you got operation. You got a dub. Gigantic volume yes. thing.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Green Day was uh, on the Lollapalooza tour, which had started a little bit before this. They were making their rounds there. They actually skipped a, uh, a Lollapalooza show or two to play Woodstock. They saw the opportunity this, to do it. This is known as something that made them, know It is. Uh, as a Green Day fan, I can confidently say that. So, it's not that they... Dookie was already successful. Um, they were known already. It was their first major label album, mm-hmm. uh, Reprise Records. So, they were known... And Longview was a very popular single because of its video on MTV where they're fucking around in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like destroying a can. It's about masturbation, the song. And uh, Dookie was a popular album. Obviously, if I you, listened to it a lot back then. Yeah, me too. Me too. I um, wasn't like an obsessed,
0: like I need to go to the concerts or anything, but I was like, yeah. oh, this is good. I
1: like this. It's a great album. Yeah. So Green Day comes out at Woodstock 94. Again, they're fresh off of still playing Lollapalooza. They play uh, their typical set for the time.
0: Uh, can you do one thing for me? And I, uh, I swear to God, I'll leave you alone. Starting on that
1: side, can you do the wave? <laughs> this ain't a fucking baseball game. What the hell? Oh, okay, thanks. And this is where there had been some mud previously because it rained again. Right. This time around, it rained more. Yeah. This time around, there was more mud than '69. This is why this one's known for its mud. Oh, lovely! Yeah, we suggest that you throw mud. That's fun. Uh... Throw mud at each other. See how many stupid things you can do to each other all at one time. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks a lot. Looks like Dookie from here. There's a lot of iconic shots, famous shots of people covered
0: in mud. People just got all into it because it, you know, I think there's also the mindset of everyone is like, it's like we're at the original. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So every, now everyone's like just dumping themselves. It, yeah, it's right. like, like This is what we came here right. for, man. Right? And this is
1: also why Nine Inch Nails intentionally like fucked around in the mud before they went on stage.
0: It's because that was the vision of Woodstock from yeah. the old thirty-five millimeter, yeah, or or whatever, or whatever,
1: whatever the fuck, yeah.
0: right? It's like the people were like, "This is what we know it for." Dirty, we're, we're getting to experience it, right. right?
1: It was like it was about the experience, being dirty, muddy, uninhibited. I think is yeah. the big thing, right? Just it's like completely carefree. free, yeah, yeah, free, exactly. So anyway, during Green Day's set, uh, the crowd starts throwing mud. Green Day, uh, Billy Joe in particular, starts throwing it back. It's kind of like a funny scene. of just like a mud fight with the crowd. Everyone's just having a it's great good natured. time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mud is getting everywhere. You know, they're trying to cover up everything. Uh, the bass player gets tackled in the midst of it. Mike Durant, the bass player. <laughs> but the bottom line, about I don't want to ramble about Green Day too much. I could, but I'm not going to. Is that it became, for them, in their world anyway... Very popular show, but I think it did help make them. Yeah, I think it brought them some notoriety. That's absolutely. Yeah,
0: they went from like a popular band of the day to like a icon, iconic band of the decade. Okay, if if you want that, to, that's how I felt at least. I was like, okay, now they're like they're a big name, and they were, and they that's sold. that's why when they came back later, it felt so, yeah, big, right? right? right. It was like. No, this is like a band of the 90s. Like This right. this is what they are. It's
1: like when Aerosmith did their comebacks, you right, know, because yeah. they were big in the 70s and mm-hmm. they kept being big. Uh, and then another band, uh, I believe they closed out day three. Another big band of its time. Another band I really like, actually, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. This, however- This is a famous performance, very if famous. I
0: remember as yeah, well. Yes. It, it is. This, <laughs> but they didn't even have that yet, right? Uh, was that song out yet? I wh- thought that was wh- like late 90s. Which song night. are you doing? California Cation.
1: Yeah, California Cation was not
0: out nah, That's California I don't know. It's Give It Away Now. Give, is it, that, away. Is give it, it away. now. that the song now. Yeah, that's it. Give
1: it up, give it up, give it away now. That, yeah. All that shit just merges together to make Well, a lot of their songs <laughs> yeah. do, to be fair. But uh, anyway, the, one of the things notable about Woodstock 94, it was is actually Dave... Navar- Actually, no, Give It Away is on uh, Bud Sugar Sex Magic. It is. Okay. Yeah, so it's it is, separate. It was around in 91. Interesting. They probably played it. Yeah. David th- Navarro. <laughs> David Navarro. This yeah. was David Navarro's yeah. debut as um, the Red Pepper <laughs> guitarist. <laughs> what is that from? I'm like referencing- New York Noise or no, some shit? I'm referencing uh, <laughs> Richard Dunn, The Dungeon from Tim and Eric.
0: Oh, that's it.
1: <laughs> Dunn and Dungeons. You guys need to hear this.
0: Hello, and welcome to Dungeons. I'm your host, Richard Dunn. The Tim and Eric right skit if you're yeah. curious. It's,
1: it's great. A good friend of mine from Jane Addiction and the Red Chili Peppers, David Navarro. <laughs> 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 well, I will just cut it there, but what a I great... I also love
0: the concept of this like... Old man in a fucking like <laughs>
1: dressed up like just you... like
0: he's like a death metal yeah, guy I or something,
1: it. it's insane. <laughs> what, what I really like about this is Dave Navarro was definitely not in the Red Hot Chili Peppers by this time. Yeah, yeah. he was probably in them for like five years, but anyway, this was Dave Navarro's live debut with mm-hmm. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He had joined in 93, he re- replaced longtime guitarist John Frusciante uh, and mm-hmm. would last with them until before Californication. But anyway, they played in light bulb costumes to start, and that's what's famous about it. Lovely. Here's some names that declined: Guns and Roses. Because well, I, I already said they were
0: working on Chinese Democracy. They're busy writing down tunes for a, a shitty album that eventually came out.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chinese Democracy did not go over well, yeah, did it?
0: What did it come out two years ago or something? It was like it was like something like not. Not too recent, right? It's like 2015 or something. It was 2008,
1: I think. Oh, but God. still, it was, it was like way too <laughs> They
0: weren't even relevant recent.
1: anymore. No, it was not. Uh, and Johnny Cash decided he wasn't doing it. Huh, I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know what his big problem is. But anyway, let's talk about Woodstock 94. Okay, we've run down some of the acts. There was a big mud fight. The criticism is that it was too corporate, too sanitized. It didn't have the hippie feel. Well, they should have taken a look at Woodstock 99 if they wanted to see corporate. If only they could see the future. Yeah. I think, though, when you look back on it, maybe at the time, at the time, it was perceived as, oh, this is too corporate and too this. You look back, it was tame. It was very tame. I think, actually... Mud doesn't
0: equal bad. I remember after it was over that nobody was really fucking talking about it. Right, it was just like that was They're fun about Green Day. Yeah, but a I mean, few other bands. It didn't. It wasn't like the hype of it was that it was gonna. This is gonna be, be the biggest thing in the '90s, right? It's right. like this is this is it. This is the concert of the '90s, and then like it was over, and it was just. Uh, let's go listen to Biggie or <laughs> so <I> guess, like <laughs> nobody gave a shit, like basically. Or Shaw or Crow. Yeah. Uh,
1: do you think that, cause it definitely didn't leave yeah. as much of a crater the way 69 did. Like clearly it did not have any kind of impact the way 69 did. No, but,
0: but I y- see, see the other thing is about that is that what's funny about Woodstock 94 is it makes me realize what a anomaly the original Woodstock is. It's yeah. like, you can't really replicate it. The next thing like Woodstock isn't going to be called Woodstock. It's just going to be some random shit that hits at the right fucking time. Well, that's fair. But you know what I mean? That's
1: fair, Quinn. Do you think, though, that perhaps having one five years after this retroactively lessened the impact of 94? You mean because of the 89 one? No, I'm saying the 99 one. Do you think that having one in 99
0: oh, retroactively
1: buries retroactively 94?
0: And especially the the fact that it's this notable disaster yeah. of a, it's just a piece
1: of shit, 1999. Like, I remember as a kid, and one day, folks, I think we will do a 99 episode. Uh, not I mean, anytime things soon. Things get
0: fucking dark in yeah, 99. It's, it's not sucks, even just man. the rioting.
1: It's, there's, like... It's bad. There's, like, it's bad. crimes committed. Yeah. Like, it's fucked up. I remember as a kid... Being like, why are they doing another Woodstock already? We just had one. And that was my well, literal and that, feeling. And, that,
0: and that's the corporate aspect of it talking right, right there. It's like, well, we made a lot of money on that. Yes. We got to make more money.
1: 30th anniversary.
0: Now we can get more than just haagen to sponsor it. <laughs> PC so Richards is going to get involved or Turkey some Hill. shit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: PC Richards. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious. Yeah. And fucking Macy's to <laughs> sponsor this shit. And even Marcus. Yeah. So, okay. In 94, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is corporate and bullshit. But you stack 94 up against 99. 94 looking pretty good. Yeah. No, <laughs> it looks good in retrospect because 99 sucks
0: ass. Yeah. And honestly, I'll say this. It's funny, but I think the lineup is better at 94 than it is 669. 94.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Because
0: no, to me, 69 was so incredible about it is the lineup is not,
1: it's not representative of
0: what That era is I guess yeah, okay. It's missing so many enormous It's missing people. It is it
1: is. But I mean you could say that about the fact that it didn't
0: have the Stones or
1: the Beatles is kind of insane.
0: Yeah, or the Or
1: Zeppelin. Well, they weren't that famous yet, but their album was out. The
0: Who are there, but again, the Who are still ascending, right? Yeah. I mean Jimi Hendrix might be the biggest thing there, maybe.
1: Mamas and the specifically Papas specifically in 69 I can't remember off the top of my head like, we're like ranking big. it but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do that. But the
0: point is is that like I think 94
1: is a at least better balanced lineup. <gasps> You know what I think 94 does? It represents the present and the past very well. It does a good job there. It yeah. does. and like obviously Getting Joe Cocker to come back and and, uh, like and, of course, Country Joe and, and the, Rich, and the they Fish. They didn't get Richie Havens, did they? What the fuck? He, they, he should have been there. Yeah. Why Why the hell wasn't Richie everyone, Havens there? Because in
0: 1994,
1: everyone would have left if he opened. Oh. <laughs> well, Peter Gabriel made it through, yeah. though.
0: <laughs> oh. What a weird
1: invite. Like, <laughs> All but, of it is weird.
0: But <laughs> that's the whole Why point? Peter Gabriel in 1994? Come on. Well, I don't... Because they couldn't get Sting? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It's <laughs> you know what you know when people would have would have went nuts if they said, "Hey, Sting's gonna be here, but it's gonna be in the police." <laughs> like I never would have been like, "Oh shit!" Like <laughs> got to go to ninety four. <laughs>
1: yeah, there were there were some people at ninety four that had been at the original attendees. I mean, not just performers. It was an eclectic mix because the nineties, as you well know, if you lived through them, folks. We're an eclectic mix
0: oh yeah that's what the 90s is all about really i mean it starts with grunge rock it goes to hip-hop and then it starts being buoyed with bands and and buoyed uh, buoyed and britney spears and shit yes correct you know?
1: and uh train yeah but it's, it's a weird decade but it's interesting because the same show you have joe cocker salt and pepper mm-hmm. and nine inch nails yeah. it's just like a cool it to me that's cool
0: it's only missing the Backstreet Boys, clearly.
1: Well, or even New Kids. Cli- Wasn't that their first album in '94? The Backstreet Boys. I think it was. <laughs> but New Kids on the Block were still going NKOTB Should, at the time. Should have got them. The fuck, man, when New
0: Edition around. If you want to, if you want to hodgepodge of everything, pack them in. Yep. Get the Blue Man Group involved. Seal. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. (laughs) They they could have gone in a lot of different directions here.
1: Lou Rawls.
0: They had options in 1994, Joe. Yeah, they did.
1: Uh, Anyway, folks, thank you for choosing us as your option here. We want to know your thoughts about Woodstock 94, if you have any, especially if you were at it. And I really do mean that, because I guarantee you, Quinn, I know amongst our listeners, at least one, two, three people went you know they oh, did. Definitely. You yeah. know. I mean, my stepfather went, my ex girlfriend's brother went. <laughs> I know people that went. Where is it? I have a Woodstock ninety four tapestry that my stepfather bought at wow. Woodstock ninety four. I have it. I don't know where it is. I, I have know it.
0: people went to the original. You do? Yeah. Can't say on this show, but
1: I do. Not know your people. grandpa. No. <laughs> that would be out of character
0: story for another time he would have been in yeah.
1: his 40s anyway a story for another time is right let us know your stories for Woodstock 94 or any other festival related funds uh, you can do that of course at AWM podcast on Twitter and join our Facebook group if you don't mind we do have a a group that actually is nice to each other on the internet believe it or not no. it is fun over there it's like Woodstock over there it's Woodstock um, about talking about old commercials yep. and shit and you can take Quinn task for making fun of uh, Peter Gabriel and/or Stink and or Sting and any want. of my singing this entire episode yeah mainly Quinn sing because I didn't sing that much you did sing you, <laughs> you, got, you did. got into the act I had to it, it was fun someone has to <laughs> anyway thank you guys so much for being with us here on Azivage Memories we will of course be back next week for something trust us completely different but until that time thank you so much for being with us have a good week whatever you do with it and we will see you next week for more acid wash memories see ya like what you heard be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app we will see you next week